Right, good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. I'm Jennifer. Jennifer, you seem to be leaning out of the camera. Well, we're not videoing it, so it doesn't matter, oh, does yeah, it? Oh, I know, but yeah. This leaves me aching. So if I lean this way, stop saying something personal. That's fine, that's <laughs> fine. Um, I can see one here. Yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. um, excellent. And this evening is an extra special, special episode uh, because I've spent all day working hard and it is a bank holiday weekend. So I am heading towards Tiki Drunk. Yeah. Which is a whole new level Yay. of drunkenness. Might be my fault that we could only get delivery from Iceland and their alcohol um, choice one of them was Frosty Jack Cider. Oh. So yeah. I'm drinking like a classy tramp. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As always. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, pre- I presume now you've painted that balcony. We're never allowed out on it. Oh, We're God. only allowed out on it on special occasions. Got your shoes yeah. on. He's painted yeah. red and white stripes and do not cross <laughs> police. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm. So, good evening, everybody. Uh, we are here to discuss, as promised, uh, Near Dark as our main feature. Um, in the run-up to that, Chris, have you watched anything since our last recording? Yeah, we're still working our way through Game of Thrones, now halfway <laughs> through Season 8. Oh. And I, I still like it, but I, it's hard not to question some things just because of what we've heard. And... Put it yeah, out of your mind. Well, it's, it's, it's impossible because, you know, like so many people were so excited. And then so... But it, there's some great bits in it, without doubt. Um, and I, also, I didn't mind the dark fighting too much. Oh, you got to the big uh, battle. I, you know, it's happening at night. What, what can they do about it? If it's at night, it's at night. They'll have to film it. So... You know, I think that's fair enough. And it did help to have all of the fire. So I guess that was yes. a bit of the contrast. The death's all dark. We've got some swords. And then, of course, they'll run at them and all the flames go out. It's like, oh, dear, this is not looking good yeah. for us. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's good. The fight, that was a bit over the top, maybe. There's a huge amount of dead things. But I did quite like the way it was Aya to come in and... Yes, kill him. Now, look, I just suddenly got worried about spoilers. I'm fairly certain I'm the only person. You, who you are the last it. one, Chris. <laughs> the the last person in the world. But go and tell me this, because because mm. we were discussing this. Right, that we've just seen the bit where um, oh, who's the woman's name who gets pushed off by Cersei? Miss Miss Sandy. Yes, yes. Yeah, she gets pushed off. She just shouts out Jacar. Boris as her final words, right? Now, it does look like they could have just shot them all with those big bolts, yeah? It, yeah. It, why didn't Cersei do that? Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I can't remember. We watched it like a year ago. Yeah. So. Oh, but generally... So generally, you're, like, you're useless to me. <laughs> generally, when you're cursing the programme you're watching and going, well, why didn't they just do that? It's because it wouldn't have made such good TV. Yeah, yeah right, which is fair enough. Yeah, totally. That's fine. But you but... should find, as a maker of the program, you should find a reason. Yeah, you should find and, a logic. And, no, no. To this, it. Right. So this is what I thought. Game of Thrones did so well was they really pushed some of the ideas. And it's like, oh, that's that's not going to resolve itself well. And then they do manage to do. Most of the time, they come up with a great reason as to why something crazy happened. Mm. And it's just, yeah, here is it difficult to do that in the final season? Maybe, or I don't know, but. It's just trouble. We are questioning it more than is ideal, but still enjoying it. So yeah. I'll, hopefully we'll manage to get to the very end by next week. I can give you a, a final conclusion. Cool. Sounds good. Mm. Adam, what have you been watching since we last uh, met? Well, I watched, uh, as, as as I was talking about it last time, I, I did watch all of Septic Man, uh, oh, yeah. the uh, Tony Burgess scripted uh film um yeah uh uh, like a really depressing version of the toxic avenger (laughs) seriously it's like there's bits of it i really like and there's bits of it that i'm just like 
and then yeah, it's it's it, it was quite good. It was quite interesting. The music's shit art. There's some really good performances in there. Um, but basically, yeah, a man gets locked in the septic tank and mutates. But yeah, fair enough. Uh, two bro- two brothers are murdering people and locking and dropping the bodies in there. Um, I quite like them because one of them was a, I, be- I believe the term would be a goon, in that he's a large, dopey person who's just in the thrall of his brother. But his brother, who is called Lord Ach, who only says Ach, he is like this skinny nutcase who's filed his teeth. Interesting. There's a, there's a lot of that's the, I think that's the best way of putting it is there's a lot in it that I should have liked the film more and kind of didn't. Okay. It, it is, however, if you do watch it, it is worth it because the end tune is brilliant because it's like a proper big ball country and western song, Septic Man, <laughs> uh, which was, yeah, and um. Yeah, yeah, it's very. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, rather blazing saddles, as Claire put oh, it. Oh, nice. But he does. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm assuming because it's low budget and they have to make sure the makeup is waterproof. The makeup is less than great as he mutates. Um, I'm not going to go so far as Rice Krispies because <laughs> uh, I think there was a bit more work went into it than that. Um, oh, and it's directed by the guy who did. What's the. F- um, Monster Smackdown, is it, or something? What's the one where it's monsters Monster wrestling? Bro. That's it, yeah. Yes. So it's that sort of, yeah, it's that level of entertaining where it's like, okay. So, <laughs> you know. Monster Fair Brawl, enough. Monster Brawl was sort of like a great concept, but just it is just people wrestling as monsters without even the sort of vague notion that you're watching real wrestling. However, much. inverted the commas want to appear in that. <laughs> um, we, uh, having finished having finished Tiger King, we moved on to Don't Fuck With Cats. Have you watched that yet? I haven't been able to persuade Lee that he'll like that because I think I will like it very much. It is genuinely fascinating. Yeah. Um, and it so, is... so is this is this the real? Is based on real events? This, mm. It's a documentary. It's a documentary. It's real yeah. event, and basically, um, a video went up of some little prick uh, murdering two kittens, essentially. Mm. Um, and the moral of the story is: don't fuck with cats because it's the internet. And you know, if there's two things the don't internet is, the, the twin pillars of the internet yeah. is cats and pornography. And, <laughs> you know, he'd taken one of those pillars and pissed up it. So. Like a whole group of sort of internet sleuths try and break down where he is and where the video comes from so they can pursue him and they go down mm. some false routes and things like that but they do find the guy um, but mm. without getting into too many spoilers uh, the guy posts a few more uh, cat killing videos and then graduates and posts a snuff video of him murdering a human being my word. Um, yeah. And it is one of those ones where it's it's worth watching it just because the people who sort of they've spent their whole time going, right, it's this guy, we've worked it out who this guy is, he's the cat killer, and trying to get people to listen to them, especially because a few of them are on there because they're all true crime addicts and stuff like that. <laughs> so they're all right, you're murdering animals, that's like one of the trifecta of serial murder. You know, it's a it's a psychopathic act, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, and no one wants to listen to them. Meanwhile, they find a body chopped up in a suitcase, and it's um, it also features possibly the most ridiculous Canadian policewoman, um, uh, and not just because of a boot. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, she just is. It's like you sit there and it's kind. Oh fucking hell! No, you're lucky that these people have done this because I don't think you were going to solve anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it is it's properly 
it's properly fascinating and it's even more fascinating when you as you sort of as you see more about his his internet life versus his own life like the killer yeah um they do not show you the videos like they don't well they don't show you the acts but they do show some very frightened little cats that you know end up dead which is not pleasant but otherwise it is just absolutely fucking fascinating and seriously it's three episodes you'll do it in an evening and just be like that was that was a lot that escalated quickly that's um and the other thing i've watched is i am managing to catch up on stuff now which is really good um is a film i'm gonna say i think you would definitely should watch lee called i am a ghost okay and it's basically um it's very very low budget um but it is and essentially it's one cast member there are other interactions in it, but it's essentially one person on camera for most of the film. And it's basically a ghost story, but it's inverted. So you start off with this person who you think who is going through their daily routine and then they're going through it again. And then she goes into a room and she hears a voice and actually she is the ghost. And it's a medium trying to contact her to exorcise her to move her ah, to the other side, etc. A et bit like the others. A bit, yes, a bit like the others. Spoiler alert for anyone who's never seen the others. He's twenty-five years old now. Apparently, they are. Apparently, they're also remaking <laughs> the others. Oh, um, but they're. No, I don't. I just find that a bit weird. But yeah, and it's um, but it's done really sort of. It makes it sort of makes a merit of its budget restrictions, hmm. really. You know, okay. because that because they can't do a lot or even hire that many people, they've made a real sort of virtue of working their way around that. And yeah, it's a pretty original take on the concept of a haunting, and it goes. You know, it's it's fairly early on that you are given that fact, but then as things go on, you find out that the ghosts, there is a deeper mystery. Okay. And again, it sort of comes out with it. It comes up with an original thing, which I've definitely not seen in a haunting or a ghost film before. And let's face it, when you can say that about a haunted house movie from two thousand and twelve, mm. that's pretty good going when someone actually manages to find some new bits to do mm-hmm. and stuff. And, yeah and it's um yeah just uh, like i say low budget the i mean the the main character the actress is the actress is good she's not incredible but she is good for the role and does everything you know but again i think it's just you know on on budget you've got you've got what you've got essentially <laughs> i have seen a few people moaning online that it wasn't historically accurate at these points, and it was like, yeah, but at no point did I was I sitting there going, well, that's bullshit. So it didn't, it did, certainly didn't affect my enjoyment. I'm assuming that someone who's much more a scholar of history might be peed off with it. But at that point, it's like a fucking ghost movie, mate. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if you're watching, I don't know, if you if you're going to watch like a historical drama, and it's like. Oh well, they didn't have hovercrafts and mobile phones back in Victorian times, and it's a biopic of like you know a, a great Victorian, like Queen Victoria or something like that. You know, um, <laughs> then yes, but this is a bleeding ghost story, mate. You know, just act your ass. Sort of, you know, nothing in it sort of detracts to the point where you go, well, they've got a digital watch. That shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just like, well, that she lives in this house and she would have put her hair up if she'd have gone out. How <laughs> um, would she? Well, maybe she's a right old tarp. Who knows? <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. But, um, yeah, so I recommend that as well. That sounds fantastic. Um, I have uh, purchased a DVD on your last recommend. I have ordered uh, The Lure. Um, oh, yes. But. Uh, it hasn't arrived yet. It was supposed to arrive two days ago, but hasn't. So obviously the post is uh, not doing what yeah. it should, but we know that. 
Um, uh, Lady Jennifer and I last night watched the Elijah Wood movie, uh, Come mm. Steady. Yes, is it any really good? Yes, yes, yes. and yes again. Uh, so mm. we watched it following the last episode, Ponty Paul, because uh, it's Stephen McHattie. Yeah. Um, mm. it's, Who it's, is the dad, isn't it? He, he does play the dad. Um, but what I loved about this is it's one of those, the film takes a mass, it takes several massive twists, but the trailer doesn't give any of that away. So neither will we. No. So we'll Happy obviously done. keep it spoiler free, but yeah, um, yeah it's one of those, it, it's brilliant because you watch the trailer, you think you know what the film is going to be about and it isn't. Um, yeah. It just t- Elijah Wood. Um, it made I've, me think a bit of Seven Psychopaths. I don't know. I mean, in the, yeah, it's quite it's got violent that same comedy and, and that yeah, that sort of humour that isn't quite humour, but it sort of disarms you a bit. Um, and I liked very much that Michael Smiley was in it. Uh, yes. Yes, Michael Smiley. Right, well, that's it. I'm sold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. No. And in fact, when we noticed his name in the credits, Lee was like. Always oh, come a long way, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but he's oh, outstanding. Smiley's in a film. Yes. <laughs> I, I still, still prefer him as tyres. I mean, that is still his best role ever. <laughs> Don't care yeah. what else he's got on to do. But, yes, he was very good in well, this. I've just time. looked up some of you. Right, tell, me, tell me if this, if mm. this uh, is correct. Mm. I was quite surprised that I actually enjoyed this movie. Elijah's character funny. Oh, Chris, you're breaking up. You have to do it again. We can hear you. That review oh, was dear. that was spoiler free, certainly. <laughs> that <review. laughs> and mostly audio free as well. Um, yeah. Elijah Wood is fantastic. He um, he's, he's obviously we know he's done a lot. Oh, we've lost Chris altogether. Now we'll see if he comes back. Um. Elijah Wood, uh, we know he's been producing a lot of genre and horror stuff and he's been working a lot behind the scenes on things. Um, yeah, so I, I think I've got a lot of respect for him. Uh, oh, he's, he's back. He's back. Chris is back. Uh, so he's a great actor, but he's one of those, he's using his name to push lower budget stuff and get things mm. made. Um, yeah, which I've got a lot of respect yeah, for him absolutely. for doing. Absolutely. I need to hear the quote again now that we couldn't hear. Yeah, go on, Chris. Let's try again. Uh, all right. Uh, can you hear me now? Perfect. Yes. You hear me now? Perfect. Perfect. Right. I was quite surprised that I actually enjoyed this movie. Elijah's character was funny and relatable. For the first time, I found Elijah sexually attractive too. Think yeah. there's a 70 sleazy porn star shed going on. Did you yes. find that, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> I think Lee so, might have done, yeah. I, I would not have recognised him from the cover. No, it's a horrible haircut he's got. Horrible. Yeah, and he wears some terrible clothes as well. And for me to say that, mm. they're, they're <laughs> quite, you know, they're like trendy wannabe clothes. Oh, yeah, no, it's not right, yeah. is it? No. But, but he, it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, again, he just, everything I've seen him in, he always does a really good job. Yeah, so I, I really like him. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got a lot of time for him as an actor and as a producer. Um, so... Yeah, I shall be watching everything he does keenly moving forward, especially after this, because uh, it has mm. further gone to cement my uh, admiration for the man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, shall we get into the main topic for this evening and discuss Near Dark? Oh, yes. Oh, speaking, speaking of Elijah Wood and his... Uh, this is just, a, this is just a, a fleck more than anything. Uh, I, the uh, Blu-ray for uh, Colour Out of Space turned up oh. uh, yesterday, and oh yes, I bet it oh yes, I will be rewatching that. Oh yeah, huh? Uh, no, he was part of the production. So. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's one of the producers right. of it. Again, like you say, mm. he's known stuff. And oh, yeah. Hey, fucking Richard Stanley, back in the day. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, so. Chris, having watched Near Dark for the first time, what did you make of it? Adam is laughing. What? Oh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. What? What does Adam think Ooh, he's on with it? So, yeah. so, no, it was, it was just the way you said it sounded exactly like, you know, in Shooting Stars, where they used to go, Jack, 
in your face like a corduroy. <laughs> so I was just waiting for that. But no, sorry. <laughs> yeah, following on from that, I, uh, I, I did like it. I thought it was, uh, I suppose it's probably, I imagine I'm in good company here, hard not to like a film that's got this cast of characters in. Yes. They could probably do anything on screen <laughs> for an hour and 20 minutes and it'd be great. Um, possibly even Bill Paxton could just just talk <laughs> for his a, own. Yeah. yeah, a while and it would be an amazing film. So, you know, trying to look past that and at the whole film, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I was trying to think of um, what, which vampire films I've seen and so far I've thought of Interview of a Vampire, mm-hmm. which I did like. I don't think you liked that, Lee? Uh, no, but I haven't watched it in probably 20 years, to be fair. Okay. Um, all right, well, so that that was probably the role that I liked. That hateful guy in Tom Cruise, that's the one. <laughs> the most. Aside from I his think you mean hated guy. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, yeah, aside from Trop- Tropic Thunder. Yes. But yeah, so, so there was Interview Vampire, I did like that film, and From Dust Till Dawn. Mm, yeah. yeah. That was a great vampire film. And that was Quentin Tarantino as well, wasn't it? Yes. Well done. Robert Rodriguez Tarantino wrote it. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Sorry, yes, you're right. Phony okay. in it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, actually, he wrote that, and in return, the effects company made the ear that gets cut off in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. That was that was the sort of that that's the, how he yeah the that was like the part of system of low budget that was going on at the time. <laughs> wow. Um, and and one other one which is really obvious, the Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. So they are the three that I could think of. So uh, we did watch one, didn't we, recently? What was that? Fright Night. Yes, we, we did. Yes. yes. So now, so now I'm up to five. So. Couldn't easily say how they rank, but I thought this fitted in nicely. It was different enough. It's quite gritty. They're quite uh, a fairly uh, mean bunch of vampires. Definitely. I suppose, you know. Um, I guess they're nice to each other once you've you've worked your way into the gang. Mm. Um, yeah, but no, so it was it was uh, very entertaining. And, and yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I think Adam might have been the first person to introduce me to this. He was, he sort of said, oh, you know, you need to watch it. Because I had got to the point with films like Interview with the Vampire and stuff where, yeah, like the whole sexy vampire thing, like them all being very charismatic and very sexy. And, and Adam was like, yeah. you know, if you want to see what they'd actually be like, because they would be dirty, horrible scum. Not only, but you love Twilight. That's a bit like the viewers now. I have never seen Twilight. But wait, go, go on. So why why do you think that they would like? Do you think they would all be like that, or could you have different? I see. I I, I like that. I like to run the gambit. So I do like the traditional, um, the sort of suave, sophisticated uh, Bella Lugosi and Christopher Lee. Um, but yeah, equally... so fact, we could add what we do in the shadows as well. That was a vampire movie. Yes. Yes, it was. And, yeah, yeah. And they had they had a variation of vampires. Yeah. And did you watch Dracula when it was on, the new one, Mark Gattis? No. Ah, uh, oh. You should definitely yeah. check that out. Okay. Yeah, um, it's episode one and two. Three. three. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. clever, though. Write, write your own ending. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll probably be better. <gasps> but, yeah. Harsh. Um, I think if we were to cover another vampire film that we'd have to add into your repertoire, Chris, I think... Mm. Uh, as much as I love this, and it's closer to this than any other, I think, um, 30 Days of Night is another outstanding vampire movie. Um, yeah. I can see Adam nodding in agreement. Um, yeah. That takes that even a step further to vampires being truly animalistic. They look like people, mm. um, and they dress in the same clothes as us, but ultimately they are animals. Um, okay. Totally yeah. out of control. With, uh, who just feed and nothing else matters. Um, if, yeah. if, near, if Near Dark is like a wolf pack, but yeah. like in a, in an urban situation, mm. 30 Days of Night is like living near wolves. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just fucking loads of them, and you're fucked. Yeah. So you know, this isn't just sort of like picking off strays and stragglers. This is just a pack, like a proper like. You know, it's more like a horde. zombie type. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a horde. It's more like zombies. Like they come in on mass yeah, okay. and just decimate villages. Um. Yeah, and it's it's an outstanding movie. Um. But. What's Adam holding up to the camera now? Ooh. A mirror. Quite, yeah. No, that's just that was that was just literally Claire's request as she walked past in her PJs. Oh right, was, uh, to hide her. Off deal with the boy. So. I thought you were trying to show us something. Um, no, no, no. Sorry. But, yeah, no. So that's what I liked about this was that it shows, although they've still got personalities and things, they're so so far removed from society. But yeah, they are. They are savages, really. Um, yeah. Well, it's it's like it's they. This could be without the fact that you know you can spit out bullets that have just been shot into you <laughs> and you explode in daylight. This could be like a film just about like a pack of drifters. Yes. Yeah. It's like sort of Henry Lee Lucas sort of style. You know, sort of drifter, murderer, serial killer sort of thing. Just not and really just caring. So happens just living thing. for each day. Yeah. Mm. And but I think also, I, but then the weird thing with this is I think what helps is you just do have such a charismatic bunch of actors. Yeah. The cast and, in this is absolutely sublime. I know that was one of the reasons we picked this. Um mm. But yeah, I had forgotten just how good they are and how well they all work together in this yeah. in this film. Well, there's a lot of I because I'd forgotten sort of bits and pieces. Sort of rewatching it, the one thing, the one thing that stood out again to me was um, sort of just how well everyone does work together, and yeah. they did a lot of preparation like they would do a lot of improvisation in character and long before they started the cameras rolling they were doing they would sort of get together and play out the roles like role playing um like for example they had they got them uh, they got access to a room that they were using as a rehearsal space mm. and they would practice blacking it out Mm. Oh, nice! So, like, so you've got the sequence, obviously, where you've got the. Um, the yep, yeah, I know. But, yes, I'm doing it. Normal service will be resumed. She could just put posh pajamas on, you know. It's like you, she knows uh, it's only you us. Can carry on talking. The video up. No one will know. <laughs> See, you know, a disembodied head—that's so much better than a set of pajamas. But, um, but. Yeah, they, they would practice blacking out the space and then in the film, they're some of the best. Because there's a lot in this film that's not... It's, the dialogue's great. And the yeah. sort of, mm. But a lot of the sort of stuff that just goes on in it visually and like those bits where they're like sort of... You so feel that they've been doing this for years. Mm. Where they're like... Sort of, and they said they got it down to like from five minutes to 30 seconds they could black out this room and yeah. it was like everyone had their own roles it was like right you spray paint the window i'll do the mm. paint you hold up the set and yeah they just got it working so they were like a complete unit who'd yeah. done all this before and stuff like that mm. and um yeah and uh, but apparently like lance Henriksen was really uh into the role and everything and he um he got the the nails he's got in it. You know, there's sort of clawy nails. Because yeah. um, this is something that uh, the late Bill Paxton does talk about in the documentary. Because, um, yeah, I've got, the, I've got my special edition DVD out and I had a watch of the documentary that's on there. And, um, yeah, like he said, the thing is with Lance Henriksen is over his career, he spends thousands of dollars prepping roles and getting into things and stuff like that. And he basically got a Hollywood nail job. He had acrylic nails fitted. Oh. And, and then 
and then broke them off with pliers. Oh. And they're just going, what have you done? And he's like, oh, well, I was just giving myself like nails to, to, of, like, to give me these creepy nails and everything. He lost weight, which is just, you know, because I mean, obviously he was a right fat cunt before that. You know, <laughs> you know you, you, you're watching, you're watching Pumpkin and you think, why has James Corden got his shirt off? And then, <laughs> and then he, oh, that's Lance Henriksen, isn't it? But yeah, he dropped a lot of weight to the point where he said that his muscle tone went and his back was like just being put out and stuff like that and he just really wasted away. He looks so mm. ill during this film. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you, you can just totally terrifying. see. Yes. Oh, yeah, he still yeah. manages to be menacing when he weighs about seven and a half stone. I don't quite know yeah. how he does it, but he just... But- but apparently one of his one of his things that he used to do is if he got if when they were filming if they if he wasn't needed he would take the car and just go and drive around in character and like he picked like a few times he picked up hitchhikers and scared the shit out of them <laughs> by just being like Jesse Hooker at them and just sort of like nice. there was, there's one thing where he was saying about there there was this I thought was just lovely though there was one guy who he said could like was just clearly able to beat the shit out of him no problem and he managed to sort of just freak him out with force of the character and um the guy actually said look can you just stop here and i'll get out and lance <laughs> hendrickson sort of then broke and said look i'm an actor i'm doing this film and i'm like trying out the character and everything and gave him 80 dollars yeah, <laughs> like eighty dollars on him, and sort of like, and then took him the rest of the way and everything. So he was sort of, you know, as we've said before, Lance Henriksen, an immensely nice man, as well as an immensely like, talented, you know, serious actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. incredible. Um, and as we said with the with, with the cast of this as well, I mean, obviously Bill Paxton, we've uh, we've all mentioned before, what an incredible actor that man is. Um, yeah, yeah, Severin in this is just the most terrifying character in a film ever i think he's just absolutely horrific i mean the it's funny because i didn't remember it's the one thing i always remember is obviously the biker bar um yes but i'd forgotten just how horrific that that scene gets um and how beautifully it starts i forgot that shot where you can see the bar and it's it's dark, it's at night, but it's backlit, and you can see them walking over the hill in the distance yeah. towards the bar before it all kicks off. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fantastically shot, and it's a great prelude to what's about to come. But that that scene in the bar um, with Severin is just absolutely horrific beyond belief. The, the way he's winding up that guy next to him. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, that, the guy, that guy who's, the guy who he is winding up is the guy who stubs a cigar out on Arnie's tit in yes. Terminator 2. I thought it looked like him, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he obviously does just play dirty bikers a lot. He <laughs> plays dirty bikers who come a cropper in bars. <laughs> really, like, his thing is to just get the unexpected shit beat out of him. In, like, <laughs> I think he'd know by now and just, you know... <laughs> And it's ironic because obviously Bill Paxton in The Terminator is the guy who has his clothes nicked. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so it's like he got promotion and got to be the person, <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah. the person kicking the shit out of someone in a bar. <laughs> yeah, I found it really hard to watch this time. I'd forgotten just how uncomfortable that entire thing is. Um, and again, you know, it, um, uh, the guy who plays Homer as well, the kid. Mm. Uh, for someone his age, again, mm. it just plays an old man in a kid's body. Yeah. Just amazing. And as you say, in, in that scene specifically, he just has such a disconnect from everything that's going on. Yeah, he it's... is probably the most disturbing one in that scene, I think. Yeah. Because at that point, it's like, yeah, no, he's just, he's just so into this. Yeah, you know, as much as Severin is, but it's just like seeing it on a child. It's just, mm. yeah, it's just horrible. It's just so mm. uncomfortable to watch. Um, and Jeanette Goldstein as well, obviously, is uh, 
is fantastic. I, I did notice this time, which I've never noticed before as well. Obviously, her and Bill Paxton and Lance Henriksen all together in Aliens. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed when they rolled into town uh, this time and um, Caleb tries to escape and he goes to the first town where he goes to the bus station. Uh, yeah. He runs past a cinema and it's showing Aliens, which I've never noticed yeah. before. Yeah. And actually, the cop who the cop who um, uh, like sort of gets uh, uh, speaks to him in the train station. Oh yeah, Troy Evans. Mm. Yeah, he is the uh, he's the high school principal in Twin Peaks. Yes, yes, he is. And yeah, it's, and it's just yeah, because it's and it's actually quite. I think he does tough cop quite well. Although I yes. did wonder what mm. I did wonder what had happened to his hand, and I decided it was a wank accident. Oh. So. Uh, yeah, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas as well was the other thing I, uh, I always remember him from. I think he played a cop in that as well. I think um, he does. Well, then, um, Jeanette Goldstein's in Fear and Loathing as well. She's the maid in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, yes, yes. And, um, and Thingy's in it as well, the, the dad. Uh, the guy, the Caleb's dad is in Fear and Loathing as well. Yes, yes, he is, yes. Can uh, I also... He's another one of those actors who you see and recognise as an almost you know, regular cast character, but I can never quite picture what I've ever seen him in. Well, there's a film, the trailer says, coming to a cinema near you very slowly. So I'm assuming it's, uh, I'm assuming they're having some difficulties. It's, the trailer was from like six years ago, I think, when I found it. But there is a film coming out eventually called bring me the head of lance henriksen <gasps> and i think it's kind of like a bit like the sort of uh my name is bruce sort of thing of you know where it's like a meta version of the person you know they're playing themselves but it's a different version and it's it's mm-hmm. tim thomason who is uh, who, who's the, the dad yeah. in this um it's him I'll, I'll read you the synopsis so, when 80s B-movie icon Tim Thomason wakes up one day to realise the acting roles are not coming his way anymore, he sets out on a quest to find his former co-star Lance Henriksen, discover his secret of Hollywood longevity, and gets more than he bargained for in the process. Oh, he must be a vampire. <laughs> and and um, Adrian Barbeau's in the film. Wow. And John Saxon, quite a lot of like proper horror icons in it. But it looks like they're all being interviewed by this guy, and he's like, so. And I think that comes into it where he's like, sort of, oh, so you know, Lance Henriksen, and he's gone on to do this, that, and that. You were in Trancers, weren't you? You were in Trancers <laughs> one, two, three, and four. And, um, and he's an evil bong, apparently. Although I can't remember evil bong. Don't know what I was doing at the time, but for some reason, my memory of that's pretty hazy. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I I was just about to say I need to go back and rewatch them, but I don't think I do. No, you don't. <laughs> um, also, watching this, done. watching this did remind me of a film I do need to revisit though. Uh, Bill Paxton's uh, directed movie uh, Frailty. Frailty, yes. Yes, which is an absolutely outstanding film, um, starring and directed by Bill Paxton. Um, yes. So I think that might have to go on the list at some point. To uh, uh, you and I watched it. It's a guy. Is it Matthew McConaughey's in it. He is. Yes. Bill Paxton, if I remember correctly. Uh, Just a rough yeah, idea. Yeah. Basically, so a, a guy turns up and says to a local sheriff, "You're looking for a serial killer. It's my brother. This is why." No, it's his dad. Oh, it's his it's dad. His dad. Yeah, because I mean, Bill Paxton's the dad, isn't he? That's right. And then it's right, all in flashback yeah. where he's basically teaching, well, not teaching his son, but his son just witnesses him as a like small-town serial killer. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely brilliant film. Um, yeah, we watched it and thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, Yeah, I can't remember much about it, but I remember yeah. having that feeling I liked it. Yes. Yeah, yeah amazing good, film. Good film. Great film. I may have to give that another go. Obviously, you've always always got to mention Chet, the arsehole brother in Weird Science. <laughs> you know, 
Um, but there was other stuff I'd forgotten. He was in Nightcrawler. You know the uh, oh, what's his blood name? Jake Gyllenhaal film about the uh, TV journalist. Yes, I'd for- totally forgotten he was in that, but he is. Um, but obviously, you've got Predator Two, Commando, True Lies, Boxing Helena, which I'm going to mention just because St- Stain Crimson's done it on his Grave Wax oh, has podcast. It? Yes. I've still not seen it, and I've not listened to that episode. I, as desperate as I am to hear the episode, I've not seen the film, and I think I pr- probably should. To be honest, I think... I don't know if you do, because it's like... <laughs> I think he sums it up quite well, to be honest. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it is... Actually, no, you probably do need to see the film, because it's just fucking mad. <laughs> it's, it's like one of those ones where you sort of... You sit there and there's thousands of films that sit on the shelf. You know, stuff like, like Trick or Treat. Okay. You know, it can't be that difficult to sell. But someone somewhere just went, yeah, we're going to throw a massive budget at this film in which a man cuts a woman's arms and legs off and puts her in a box. <laughs> you know, which is, um, yeah, it was the 90s. Though. I mean, at that point, it was like, it was. It, it's a sex thriller. Oh, is it? What like Basic Instinct? Okay, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll punt. We'll go for that then. <laughs> Interestingly enough, on the back of my Near Dark DVD, Bill Paxton is listed as, you know, when they put like what films you've been in. Yeah. You know, sort of like starring Bill Paxton. Brackets Twister. So, I know. What? I know. Of all the films that you could see. Possibly, I still believe the only film I've ever walked out of the cinema during. Oh, really? Wow. Go you. Yeah. Understandably. I I sat there and I sat to the end and my life has not made any better. (laughs) Um, Interesting enough, uh, obviously because of the James Cameron connection, uh, Bill Paxton and Jeanette Goldstein are in Titanic. However, although Chris Mm. was saying about you know, these three people could be in any film. By not having Lance Henriksen in it, that's why Titanic's shit. <laughs> Is that why it's so? They'd have put Lance Henriksen in there, if, even if he'd have been the Kate Winslet role. <laughs> he'd have saved everyone, wouldn't he? He wouldn't have sung. He wouldn't have been a, a you know, tragedy. I, I, I like Titanic. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, so far, I've liked every film that Leonardo DiCaprio's been in, and uh. that was that was enough for me. Have you seen The Revenant yet? Because we've yet to watch that. It's been, on, it's okay. been on my shelf for a while now. Um, I've, men- I've, been meaning to- yeah, I've been meaning to watch it for ages. Um, and I passed last year through where it was filmed. Because um, a lot of it was shot in Kananaskis, um, which Ooh, is an area... <laughs> Uh, which is an area I got to know quite well. So, I, uh, yeah, I think we definitely need to sit down and watch yeah. that. Watch so, indeed. Um, but, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio is a, again, he's another one of those, he was just a pretty boy actor um, who took a lot of those roles. And then once he made a name for himself, he just started doing fantastic stuff. And he's mm. not looked back since. I mean. Um, not even if he hears a loud noise. Mm. <laughs> no, because he's too cool. He doesn't look at explosions. <laughs> uh, um, so what I found interesting about this when we were um, at the start, noticed that the director and one of the writers is female. Just to yeah. big up the female, you know, part there. Mm. More to the point, Catherine Bigelow mm. is, to this day, mm. the only woman to have won a Best Director Oscar. Nice. And the only woman to have won the best director BAFTA. Wow. Uh, Do you know what they were for? The Hurt Locker. Don't know that. See, I wasn't a massive fan of that. It was it was all right. It was it wasn't a terrible film. And I got the point it was trying to make. So this was better. So this well was, done. This was way better. Well yeah, done, yeah. Catherine, for starting out. Yeah, yeah but it's, 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 all, it's always it's always the way Gilmero del Toro wins an Oscar for The Shape of Water. Yeah. Not not Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Or yeah. The Orphanage. Yeah. Mm. But Catherine Bigelow, I mean, she um, 
yeah, I mean, she's, uh, like I say, she, actually, she did um, Strange Days, which I still like Strange Days. Oh, I've not seen it. Oh, it's, it's, it's fun. It's Admittedly, it is set at the uh, millennium, and everyone thought we were going to be cyberpunks um, and able to uh, wear headgear that allowed us to experience things as people, as other people. But Mm -hmm. in many other ways, it was exactly as predicted in the uh, Skunk Nancy did a concert. (laughs) But yeah, that was that all happened in Times Square. Uh, It does provide the vocal sample for Right Here, Right Now by um, uh, Fatboy Slim. Other fascinating facts. But yeah, and she won a Best Director Saturn Awards, which is like the sci-fi fantasy awards thing. So yeah, so 1995, the sci-fi community was prepared to give a woman a Best Director Oscar. But the mainstream public had to wait until 2010. Mm. And, Even that's and not also, bad, though, really. <laughs> they're always behind us on everything, and yet they still think that they're superior yeah. to horror. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess she's hammering an Oscar for Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> is, is she still still working? Yeah, yeah, she, most did, recent? Uh, she followed that up with Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, um, yes. Like so she did... Uh, she did um, she did a, a good film with Jamie Lee Curtis called Blue Steel, which is a, she did like she just does lots of action films, mm-hmm. and but action films that are much better than they deserve to be. Uh-huh. Um, and the, the her big sort of breakthrough was she did Point Break, the film with Patrick Swayze <gasps> and Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Can I fire you my know. gun in the air? And what does he say? Yeah, go, ah. <laughs> go, ah. You fire your gun in the air and go. Ah. Have you ever been fired you've gone in the air and gone, ah? But, yeah, um, Point Break's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, is that she's always been, she's always doing, uh, like a lot of the stuff she does is, um, she's even developing new tech or new techniques yeah. for mm. doing the action sequences and stuff. And like Point Break, she was filming that on a board with them when they're doing the surfing oh. sequences and stuff like that you know she she sort of like really does sort of go for it was she firing um, a gun in the air at the same time they were and also going oh. firing a gun in, she yeah. was, no she didn't she didn't need oh. to because she wasn't frustrated in any way by the situation as patrick swayze left the room but, but uh, <laughs> she told him to leave oh i see and he yeah. listened so, no. um, um Another important thing to mention, we cannot forget the soundtrack, uh, the Tangerine, oh, Tangerine Dream. Dream. Yeah. Oh, is it? Mm. Didn't see that. It's good. Yeah. I'm good. still not sure how I feel about Tangerine Dream. Um, <laughs> I like the soundtrack to this. Um, what did I'm I say it sounded not, like? I can't remember uh, now. You said I had really... Oh, Blade, oh, Blade Runner. Runner. Yes. 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 This Maybe. is going to stun you, Bridget. Oh. Right. Genuinely, I like the soundtrack to Near Dark when I'm watching Near Dark, mm. and literally every time I've tried to listen to it out of context, I I can't do it, mm. and which is really weird because you know me in soundtracks. I don't have, yeah. I'm not really a lot of the time. I've got soundtracks to films that I couldn't give a toss about. <laughs> yeah, but the soundtracks are good, you know, and mm. like I've got soundtracks to films that I've not seen yet. And so on and so forth. But yeah, for some reason, and it was always weird because Near Dark was a, it was a bit of a bastard trying to get hold of it mm. because it was, because you've got the double whammy of it's an old film plus it's Tangerine Dream. So they've already like a collector's discography for them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a bastard to get hold of it. And I was a bit sort of, oh. Aww. So yeah, it's just weird. I can't listen to the, I can't listen to it out of context, even though one of the tracks on there is basically a Joy Division song. Yeah. Well, there's like shadow play is um, pretty much the bits whenever they're driving off and stuff. And I like all the ding 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 ding. ding. Yeah. But yeah, just for some reason, out of context, I just it just doesn't work for me. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, let's face it. If that's the worst thing I can complain about with a film, that it's like, mm. oh, this is a <laughs> It's still a pretty amazing film, so I should just shut the fucking noise. Yeah. <laughs> The effects as well. I mean, I know it's 1987, so it's not exactly an old film. Um, but the effects of them catching fire whenever they're in yeah. the 
sunlight just looks like there's a few bits that look a little bit ropey um but a lot of it looks so real it's and that's that's the way they are on fire yeah that's the only way to do that back then. there are bits when it's cg where you literally you see the sunlight hit them and it kind of it bursts where the light hits them and you can see yeah. it's slightly off because it is slightly cgi'd in um mm. But yeah, and that's the thing, like that it marries up the CGI and the real effects marry up really well because they don't overuse the CGI elements. Yeah, they don't they don't overdo it at all. And actually there's a lot of it's practical, like the bits where Caleb's um running home at the yeah. start mm. and like all the smoke's pouring out of it. Apparently that was they they basically put they put four lit cigars into this cylinder with a fan. And then ran tubes up through <laughs> nice. like, like the neck of his shirt. And so he's riding it and it's just the cigar smoke coming out. But he said he did smell like an old cigar for the like, rest of the <laughs> days that he was I, doing that and stuff. And I think, yeah, that that is going to smell a bit rank, isn't it? Oh, no, I'd like that. I love the smell. I've got... Um... I have trouble sleeping, and I Jennifer has bought me a, a spray for my pillow that is supposed to help me sleep. And it doesn't smell of cigars. It does. It smells like cigars, and it's no, lovely. No, it doesn't. It helps me sleep. <laughs> You've been smoking lavender all these years. Yeah. <laughs> Big jar of potpourri. <laughs> yeah. Co-writer of this is Eric Red, who also wrote The Hitcher. Ah. I think you can see a lot of similar, you know, yes. drifters, dusty, you know, dusty drifters in long coats, and also a lot of people crashing out of the back windows of the state cars, yeah. <laughs> and, and or station wagons for our US cousins. Yeah. Um, and originally this was originally this was written as a western, and then huh. Catherine Bigelow was like, well. Westerns aren't really popular, so we'll just update it and make it a, a, a modern setting for it. Good but time. originally it was going to be a Western vampire movie, which apparently Eric Red now writes horror Western crossover novels. Okay. Because um, he did he did some directing himself, and uh, he also... Uh, uh, yes, what was it? I've got it here somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in 2000, he crashed his truck into a restaurant and killed two people <gasps> after oh. allegedly losing consciousness at the wheel. He got yes. out and slit his throat with a piece of broken glass in an apparent suicide attempt. No. Wow. Yeah, he, survived, he survived. No criminal charges were brought, but a civil suit found him at fault and the, uh, awarded damages for the uh, families of the, the men killed. But, yeah, he uh, apparently just like lost control of the vehicle and like. Was, but I do get the impression that Eric Red, because of Near Dark, because of the Hitcher and a lot of his more, because he also directs for a lot of like sort of actiony tough guy thing. I kind of believe that he probably did try and uh, cut his throat. Yeah, he's done that. Do you know what I mean? It seems a bit sort of like a sort of. Also, it could. Indicate... Are you sure he didn't dive out the back windscreen and it was a state yeah. car? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It could or did well he try be. that and? <laughs> Either that, or you could argue that it's like that might be someone not in their right mind, uh, <laughs> or possibly inebriated. But I won't go there. You know, no. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't cast aspersions on someone on a podcast that he will never hear. Uh, <laughs> just in case. Just in case we'll bleed that. <laughs> yeah. Right. The word vampire does not appear in this film. No, oh, it does not. Which is common in a lot of. A lot of the better ones do. Mm. Uh, do uh, sorry, a lot of the better ones do not have that in there. I don't know whether it's just. I don't know whether it's everyone thinking at that point that they should do that. I don't know. It, it sort of no. feels right because it's not. It's almost not overt that they are vampires. Like because no. every time, like once he's been bitten. I'm like, well, why isn't she explaining it to him? Why isn't she telling him? And at no point is there that sort of sit down, right, I better explain to you now you're a vampire bit, is there at all? Mm. It's, it's very much just let him work it out for himself. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that that's not mentioned. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But we all know, don't we, from the start, because we all have seen vampire films. So you're all sort of sitting watching it going, well, we all know what's going on. Why doesn't he know what's going on? 
I think you even said that at one point. Like, yeah. why is he not? You why, know? Yeah. Why has nobody <laughs> sat him down and told him what the rules are? She just kind of bites him and, and lets him go. Lets him yeah. go. Yeah, and it's like, well, clearly he's going to be struggling yeah. in this situation. And I'll tell you what, I've always found, like, you know, when you, 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 you maybe start a new career or you start a new place of work or whatever like that, and you want an induction on your first day, don't you? Mm. You know, you want someone to guide you through it. And I think that an induction, it, there's nothing better than Bill Paxton leering over you in the back of a uh, <laughs> Winnebago, claiming that he's going to rip your face off. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that settles you in. You get to know everyone. It's a safe environment. Everyone's really happy. Human resources, you know, Bill Paxton, he, he, knows, what he's, he knows what he's about. He's, he's doing well for the lads there. I'd, uh, the, other thing I'd, the other thing I'd forgotten from Bill Paxton is, uh, of course, the classic line after he kills the guy in the bar uh, mm. while the cramps are playing in the background when he just turns around and shouts, finger looking good, and then laughs yeah. maniacally. Yeah. Um, I don't know yeah. how I'd forgotten that line. Because <laughs> that's, 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 that's where most of the quotes of the film come from, is just Bill Paxton in the bar scene. Because it's all the, I hate him when they ain't been shaved. Yeah, I'll make note of that. Buffalo pill. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing I, I liked as well. This was one of the one of the first films, because in this era, there was a lot of the films, although it wasn't written as part of law, it was always men biting women and women biting men. Um, whereas this didn't have that. It was just everybody is food and you just eat what you can get. Yeah, they sort of, they sort of do they put it into the Caleb and May relationship, but the <laughs> Caleb and May relationship is based on attraction to start with. Yeah. Whereas, like you say, every, everything else is more. Although you do get into I I you do get into sort of like theatrical cruelty, where it's like slitting someone's throat. But then pouring it into a glass, yeah, <laughs> and then putting it down for some. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, you, this isn't just because that's the thing is it doesn't get. It's not. It's not just. It's not survival eating. It is cat and mouse. Yes, yes. It's a lot of, and I think weirdly enough, I wonder if it's because they are trash. Yeah, that it's like. You get those bits where they, oh no, what we're going to do is we're going to come in here and exert this power. You know, we can't do this. We couldn't do this on a large scale. We couldn't take on the army or something like that. But we can come into this room full of hard nuts and fuck them. Yeah. Just like absolutely destroy them with no problems whatsoever. And they really revel in it as well. That's what you get from that scene that they are absolutely enjoying every, that May isn't. Um, no. But the rest of them are enjoying every minute in that bar. Um, yes. Yeah. And the more other people squirm and are uncomfortable, they the more they're enjoying their time. Um, yeah. Yeah, which, as you say, is that kind of trash element of them. Um, but, yeah, it just makes them such despicable characters. But somehow... Yeah, it still doesn't set off my radar of I hate everybody in this film and can't enjoy it. For some mm. reason, I can still, despite the fact you thoroughly dislike them, you still kind of follow them. It's because of Bill well, Paxton's one liners. It's Bill Paxton. Yeah. It's always Bill Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> but, but animals do play with, you know, like you said, cat and mouse. Like mm. cats will play with mice and then eat them. Yeah, but cats are psychopaths. Yeah, absolutely. But, Ollie. You know, Yay. Jennifer is showing her necklace with a cat playing with a mouse. <laughs> I remember Holly caught a uh, caught a sparrow once, messed about with it for about five minutes, and then took it and put it in the little toy basket she had behind her mum's chair. Oh. And it's like, whoa, that is cold. That is, that is, <laughs> I'll just take it and put it with the rest of the toys, this living, breathing thing. I'm the just like a serial killer. Exactly. You know, it's like she was like, she doesn't have a lair, but she does have a toy basket. So, oh. Yeah. We found mouths down the side of sofas and things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah where they do but, kill them and then keep them. 
Mm. And, and Wales play with seals, don't they? Bat them to each other. Yes, do they? they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's all sorts of yeah. animals wild, that yeah. act yeah. like animals. Yeah. Not only that, but also if you can drive something mad, mm. but like killer whales, you they get calculating. And like, have you seen Blackfish? There's a documentary no. called Blackfish. Watch it because it is genuinely seriously. If that if you take one welcome to horror recommendation this week, watch Blackfish. <laughs> it's a genuine horror film mm. um, about the mistreatment of orcas at uh, oh, Sea World. Sea World, yeah. Mm. And my God, what it's it's like half and half because it's what they do to them, but then what they do to people after they've been sent mm. they've genuinely as revenge it's like, it, revenge or to be honest I think they've got to that point you know where it's like the, the old line about no they're going to do that to see the expression on your face mm. yeah it's almost like that they're, it's like life is in prison or something like that where it's just like yeah they're, they're just going to it's not even their entertainment anymore they're bored so it breaks the day up if they kill you, and God. some of the some of the stuff in that is just like absolutely, uh, and on both sides is absolutely harrowing. Because there's a bit where there's like they've got their trainer with them. One orca takes him to the bottom of the pool, like grabs his leg, takes him to the bottom of the pool, lets him go. He swims to the surface. Just before he gets to the surface, swims up, grabs him by the leg, drags him to the bottom oh. of the pool. It is how the guy survives, but you're like, what, how, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, but similarly, the treatment of the animals, they're so smart. They are, they have such, you know, real keen intelligences mm. that, that basically this is driving them mad. Mm. And it's not in the same way you can, you can make animals wild. Mm. You can drive a dog mad, but it's not in the same way as someone with an intellectual capability. Yeah, yeah. So is this it? You're I'm, saying I'm, that I'm, we drive vampires mad? I think it is. I think there is an... Well, I think it's probably just the fact that it's like you've got to roll around in, like, stealing cars. Because it is, it is just purely drifter lifestyle. Yeah. It's, it's hitchhiking, um, preying on who you can... And and it's like we it, it is you know they this is their sort of moment of do you know what we're going to have fun tonight mm. it's not just going to be about survival this is going to be an enjoyable evening out at a bar as we rip everyone to shreds <laughs> nice um, right so for the next episode um, <laughs> sorry about that everyone no no that's fine. <laughs> Uh, for the next episode, though, we are keeping it with the classic monsters. Um, so we have vampires this week. Next week, we are going to be watching dog soldiers. Um, so we'll be sticking with werewolves. Uh, Lady Jennifer has opted out of this movie. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. I've seen it three or four times. I'll be watching it again. At least you haven't followed the Matt Logie uh, path. Uh, our friends, our friend Matt, disliked dog soldiers so much that he used it as a term for farts for about a year. Hmm. But have you have you let out a dog soldier? Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I don't hate you that much. I mean, it was you know, I seem to remember being entertaining, but I don't remember thinking I must see that again. And it'd be plenty of fun for Chris spotting uh, uh, cast members of Game of Thrones. Mm. Ah. Oh, yes, yes, of course, yeah. There's at least one in there, I think, and maybe more, I'm not sure. Oh. Let's see what we can spot. Excellent. Right, so, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, thank you, uh, the rest of the team. Go team. Go team. I hope you're all still surviving yeah. lockdown. Yeah. yeah. All good yes. so far. Stay thanks. home, stay safe, yeah. all that. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, stay home. You, all our uh, watch all the films we've covered, and then re-listen to the episodes. I think. Oh, that'll be probably a good get idea. you through lockdown. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is open. 
yeah <laughs> fingers crossed excellent right so thanks ever so much for listening everybody uh don't forget to send us your hashtag ask welcome to horror questions uh we know you're just sitting around in your pants not doing much you might as well write some questions it'd be fun um and we will see you all whenever we see you next Next thanks week. very much Woo! bye 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 don't know why i'm waving <laughs> i don't know why you're waving you from me now yeah